everyone, and welcome back to Marriage Sensation. We are a marriage ministry out of our church, New Life at Calvary, located on East 79th and Euclid Avenue in Cleveland, Ohio. I'm Katie Glenn. And I'm Walter Glenn. And we're glad to have you back today. Today our subject is going to be on fiscal fitness. That's it. But before we begin, let us pray. Oh, great and gracious God, we give you thanks and praise for another day, Lord. We thank you for your son, Jesus, who died on the cross for us, Lord, and so that we wouldn't have to. So we ask your blessing on this video today, Lord, and the message that we'll be sending. And we give you all the honor and the glory. And it's in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. Well, we ended last time. We talked about uh, what happens when you're income is less than your expenditures and that's a difficult situation to be in and we said we were going to address that question right off the bat so here we're going to get at it right now what happens when your income what comes in is less than what goes out the uh, the expenses the expenses are higher than the income coming in and we have several methods that we think will be helpful in sort of bridging that gap uh, the first one, we've talked about it before, but we'd like to reiterate this. Mm -hmm. It's called the debt snowball or the debt avalanche, some people call it. Uh, and what it basically amounts to is when you have a, you have all your bills um, on, on, a, on your budget, shot on a sheet of paper, and you take that smallest bill, the lowest bill on your budget sheet, and you work on paying it off. You put the minimum payment on all the other bills, the very minimum payment, whatever that minimum payment is. So that you can pay for the first one that you're looking at. Yeah, you wanna pay for the lowest one first. And so you're paying minimum on everything else. So the key there is to not not pay on everything else. Exactly. So you wanna pay the minimum. Whatever that minimum balance due is, you pay it. And then you concentrate on that lowest bill. So let's say that lowest bill was a, uh, say a Higby's or a, or a Target, and you owed $300 on that Target card. Uh, we suggest that instead of making the $25 payments that they're gonna ask for, you go ahead and pay that $300 uh, with all the money in reserve, and you knock that payment out. Now, when that bill is uh, finished, when that bill is paid off, you roll that $25 a month payment that you were paying on the target bill into your next lowest bill. And let's say that's a $500 bill. Uh, it's of something that costs $500. Maybe it's a uh, Sears. And you owe Sears or a credit card 500 bucks. Well, you roll that $25 that you were paying Target because now Target is paid off and you roll that in and you pay the minimums on all the other bills up the chain and put all your money on that bill until you get it paid off, that $500 bill. Now what happens if two bills are the same amount? Say you have two bills and they're both $600 when you get to the next bill. Then I would say pay off the one with the highest interest rate. Look at the interest rate on that bill, whatever the bill is, and see which one has the highest interest rate. That one you would want to target first 
uh, even if the bills, even if the if the total money is the same, six hundred here, six hundred there, but one's at seven percent interest rate, one's at four percent interest rate, then you want to pay off the seven percent first. Then you target the other one, and you work your way up the line until you eliminate debt. And as you start to eliminate debt, you start to get this snowball that's going downhill, and it gets bigger and bigger. And then you're able to attack bills. You're able to attack them. You're being very aggressive. And you're attacking those bills through until you start to get up to your higher bills. Uh, your, your higher bills would be, obviously, car notes. They would be student loans. They would be house notes. But by the time you get up to that level, you're putting massive amounts of money because you have no under bills you have no of those, none of those small bills are there anymore. So you have lots of money to throw at those bigger bills and you systematically work that down. And that's how we were able to eliminate our debt by using the avalanche or the debt snowball technique. And I have a, a question about that. Now say you start, you're starting with your, your smallest bill mm -hmm. and um, you don't necessarily have to pay it off right away. Right, you can like maybe give yourself a couple of months or something to pay that low bill off. Well, and then take that money and add it to the next bill. It is your lowest bill, so right. I mean, it should be uh, unless your lowest bill is in the thousands. Yeah. Uh, you know, uh, then so if it's a it's a if it's a low number, then just pay the thing off. Well, you, you don't want to become cash poor, so right. if it takes a month to pay it off okay. or two months to pay it off, I see what your question is. Yeah. You don't have to pay it off in one lump sum. Right. That's, okay, what, that's, yeah, that's what you're what asking. I'm asking right. you no, know, you don't have to pay it off in one lump sum. You can systematically you still, yeah, pay it off. Yeah, you still have to think about your other bills. And, sure, you and have to live. Paying uh, the minimum on those, but you know, concentrating on that first bill. Yeah, you, yeah, you can mm -hmm. take a month or two, but I mean, it is your lowest bill. So unless your lowest bill is in the thousands, yeah. uh, you know, okay. it should be relatively easy to pay it off because you're throwing all your excess money at it. Right. And so if it's like five, four, five hundred dollars, okay, let's say it takes th two months to pay it off or maybe three at the most, mm -hmm. okay, uh, hopefully you can um, pay it off before that because you right. want to get what's called momentum. Right. You want to get momentum and momentum starts you, once you pay off a bill, it feels good. You, you can breathe again. You start yeah. to see some little, that thing that we called in last week's session, you start to get a little bit of margin right. going there. Right. And margin and momentum go together. And they start uh, really helping us out in sort of attacking the next bill and then the next bill and then the next bill until you get to the bigger bills and then now you have big money to attack those right. bills. And what, what freedom that gives you when you, you can see in your budget you know, it's a zero zero for that particular bill, and then the next one is a zero zero because you're putting uh, the money you paid for the first bill into the second bill, and you're just paying it off. And it's such a each great bill. feeling. Right? Yeah. Now I'm glad you said that because I said we would give a testimony, mm -hmm. and uh, we want to be very transparent, very honest, uh, because as I said in last week's session, we've done. We've done some dumb with zeros attached to it. <laughs> uh, we had at one point three credit cards that had $20,000 each on them. $20,000, $60,000 in credit cards. 60000 
so we use that method and we attack those credit cards and I'm pleased to say now several years later all of them stand at zero 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 yes. uh, and we changed basically our behavior right. Uh, right. and we're going to talk about that in a second but uh, our testimony was this how did you feel when we were strapped with that type of yeah. How did that make you feel? It wasn't a good feeling because I felt that, not that I felt, but I knew that we couldn't do anything extra. There was nothing extra that we could do. And especially with having little kids, you know, they always want to do something. And there were times when, you know, we just stayed at home and, you know, played or played games or whatever because we really didn't have that extra money. To, to go to a restaurant or anything like that, you know. So as we were starting to pay off those bills, I, I keep talking about freedom. It was such a freedom. It was just freeing that you could now do a little bit of things. And then you look at your budget, and you just see things being scratched off because we did that snowball uh, idea, and we could just see us just marking off that debt. Yeah, it's a, it's a momentum builder as you start to eliminate your debt going through them. Uh, it actually uh, feels real good. Yes. And, uh, you know, when you start getting to the point where your credit cards are paid off and you're paying off cars, and we did that. Mm -hmm. We paid off all our cars and we started, I mean, you really get into this. And so what does it take? Okay, because I know people saying, well, okay, you say attack these bills smallest to largest. But what does it take to do stuff like that? Well, it takes three things. It takes, first of all, sacrifice. Sacrifice is just basically saying that, you know what? We're gonna eat beans and rice. Right. And then when we get tired of beans and rice, we're gonna eat rice and beans. Right. We're just gonna reverse it. Exactly. And, you know, and it, it really does start with a sacrifice and saying, okay, now, what can we cut? What needs to be cut? In our case, we cut a lot of things. We cut bowling out. We cut uh, a lot of entertainment out. We cut cable out for a while. We cut, uh, you know, we went down to the basics on a lot of different things. Uh, you know, at the, at the time, uh, we were, it was still the time when people were getting newspapers. Uh, I know newspapers are not, <laughs> you know, people don't usually get them now, but uh, we cut the newspaper out. We cut all kinds of things out. We cut our budget. We looked at our budget and said, what can we cut down to the bare bones? Our entertainment, our eating out, uh, all the fun stuff. Mm -hmm. We decided, look, this is important enough because it's how much you do you value freedom? How much do I value freedom? And now, the one thing I do have to say is that we had to have the same mindset yeah. in terms of sacrifice that you had to just be determined to get this debt paid off. And that's where we worked well together because we both had the same vision of getting debt free. And we, we both had the same idea that we have got to do this. Which leads us into our next area, discipline. Yes. Nothing is ever accomplished without discipline. Right. And so that's number two of the three. Sacrifice, then discipline. Okay, uh, discipline says that, you know what? Everybody's going out this weekend, but we don't have money to go out. Right. Hey, somebody just calls you and says, hey, let's go to Golden Corral. Let's go to Roadhouse. 
let's go to uh, Red Lobster. You look at your budget and you say, well, no, we don't have that money to do that. Right. And so you have to say no to some things initially. You have to swallow your pride and say, you know what, we just can't really afford it. Yeah. Or put it out there. We just can't afford it. We're working on getting our debt cleared. And even if you don't want to, you know, put yourself out there like that, you just can say no. Uh, right, it's exactly. Just, it's just, it, really just inconvenient for us to do this right now. Right. Uh, and so the discipline part of it is really uh, the, one of the keys. And the third one is behavior. Now, that's the one we wanted to talk about a little bit. We wanted to stay on that one a little bit. Changing our behavior. So we had sacrifice, discipline, and the behavior. Uh, because behavior is a is a very tricky thing. Um, you know, uh, we tend to think that we have more money than we do, and so our behavior demonstrates that in the fact that you know we don't hesitate to pull out a, a, a card to sort of pay for things that we should be trying to pay cash for, or do we really need certain things? Right. Uh, a good rule that we found is that. When you really want something, delay that decision for 30 days. And I know it's a once in a lifetime sale. I know it's not gonna come around forever. It will come back, believe me. Uh, delay that decision for 30 days. And if the 30 days, if you still feel that you really want this item, then go ahead yeah, and, and do it if you can afford it. But most of the time, in 30 days, you would have decided, you know what, we don't really need that. Well, we've gone 30 days without it, so what's the, what's the uh, problem? Well, there, there, there's, it, it, you know, it, it, there's no sense of urgency there anymore, mm -hmm. and urgency will make you make costly mistakes. When we get into the urgent spending or the impulse spending, imp, you know, impulsive spending, you know, where we just go and just spend because, you know, it's just an impulse. Uh, if we can eliminate that, that's the behavior part of it, where we just kind of get our behavior under control and we start to say, you know what, this is not going to defeat me. We're gonna we're gonna work on our behavior, and we did. And uh, just well, let me just say that once uh, you start thinking about uh, your behavior, even if you you know clear off that credit card or the credit cards that you have. And it's like, whew, you just feel the weight lifted off of your, off of your back. And, but then you go right back to putting more stuff on your credit cards. You haven't changed your behavior because before you know it, you're going to run that credit card right back where it was before. So the behavior is just so important that you have got to change the way you are thinking about your finances and uh, your goals, where do, where do you want to be in the next five years? You want to be debt free or you want to be kind of trapped in, in having so much debt? So that behavior change is very important. I mean, we do that with our children in terms of changing bad behaviors. You kind of, you know, put them on punishment or whatever you need to do to stop and let them know that behavior is not good and we're not going to accept it. You have to have feel the same way about your finances. Well, a diet, all of it runs oh, yeah. together. When right. you're, your eating habits, all of it runs together. Uh, and that's why we're not a big, uh, we're not a proponent of all of debt consolidation because uh, debt consolidation is when you take five bills and you consolidate them into one bill and you have one payment with one interest rate 
and then but see here's the problem it doesn't address the behavior that got you into the five bills our behavior until we started addressing our behavior that's when we started addressing the problem what got us to sixty thousand dollars in credit card debt what got us there well it was part of it was our kids education uh part of it was just not knowing how to budget we weren't on a budget we didn't we our spending habits were out of control we hit the atm a lot and got money out uh so our behaviors were out of control so when we got our behaviors in line with our goals then we were able to say okay now we're on the right path so sacrifice discipline behavior and that's how the debt snowball will work to your advantage and you can eliminate debt and we will, you will eliminate debt, and we will eliminate debt, and we've done it. And many thousands of people have done it. Uh, just realize, too, that it's not an overnight thing. It's going to take time to do that. So patience needs to be in yeah. there as well. Um, you get kind of answer that, oh, man, we haven't been to the you know, movies, or we haven't been out to dinner, you know. Find something else to occupy your mind. Beans and, and rice, and, and, rice and beans. <laughs> Yeah, because at the end of all of this, you are going to be debt-free and a much happier person with a much happier marriage. And it opens up things like being able to give to your yes. local church, your any other organization, legacy giving, giving down to your family, passing down wealth. And we'll talk about that in subsequent lesson, a subsequent lesson. How do we pass down wealth? so that our kids don't have to start out in the same hole that we started out in and that grandma started out in. How do we pass down wealth? And how do we use wealth as a tool for godly purposes? Mm-hmm. Uh, and that's very important to us, uh, using your wealth for godly purposes. Uh, uh, Just helping people. Yeah, you can help people. You can, you're free, you are right. free. A lot of people, once they get a credit card paid off, they do a what we call a cutting up party. They get a pair of scissors out right. and they cut that sucker up so you can't use it again, you know, and you cut that thing to pieces. Uh, and so I, I'd like to see some more cutting up parties. Uh, so uh, we're going to close out with two questions. Uh, we got asked some questions uh, recently. What do you do when you're empty? We're empty nesters. What do you do when your kids come back to live with you? Okay, maybe it's uh, they came back into the city from another city. Maybe they lost their job. Maybe uh, there was a divorce involved or, or some negative event or even an event where they felt it was just best to come back and live with mom and dad for a while. Uh, uh, we would, here's the things that we would suggest. And we're going to suggest this strictly from the financial end. There's a lot of uh, uh, emotional things because, first of all, your children are no longer children when they come back. They're, they're usually adults. And so they have to be treated like adults. They're they're not uh, you it's know a two way street of respect for right. them, your children being adults, and for us, the parents being uh, adults. We have to respect that. Right, and, and it's your house, and so right. you know they're coming back and back into that environment. And so um, here's what we suggest: your young people should. Have to, and I understand the tendency is to want them, as parents, to want them to get on their feet as soon as possible. So we say, well, let's not charge them anything. 
let's not charge them rent, let's not charge them any light, gas, or anything, you know, and so they can get on their feet ASAP as soon as possible. However, there's also a part there that there needs to be some skin in the game for them and some buy-in uh, because, quite frankly, uh, they need to pay something. Right? They do need to pay something to because they're 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 using water, they're using gas, they're using heat, they're, they're you know they're doing things in the house, and so there needs to be some type of payment unless they absolutely positively have no source of income and they can't do it. But if they're making income. There needs to be something because where else could they go and live and not pay right. anything? Okay, right. <laughs> nowhere on the planet can they go live and use up the resources and not pay for it. So you're, we're really setting a good example for them in launching them back out. Okay, because if they have to pay for a few items, I don't say overcharge them or charge them so much that boy it becomes a burden but yes some light bill maybe you get the gas bill maybe you get the light bill or, or something like that or you get the water bill uh, so that they have some skin in the game so that when they do launch back out they're, they're now accustomed to having to pay their own bills mm -hmm. or pay bills and I think the second area we got asked a lot about was uh, what do you do with aging parents uh, sometimes with aging parents, and we both ran into this situation where our parents got to the point where they couldn't make financial decisions. And right. that is just absolutely, positively heartbreaking. Yeah. It is heartbreaking when you have to come in and you have to be sort of like the executor or you have to be somebody who's making their financial decisions. And I mean, the roles have switched. The roles have switched. It's like we're now the parents and they're the children. And we have to take care of them. And that's that's hard, especially for your parents who have basically been independent mm -hmm. for years, even depending on how old they are, um, for years, and now they have to rely on you to take care of their business. That is very sad, but, you know, it's not, and we have to do what's fair for them, make sure their finances are worked out really well, and that they don't have to worry about anything. We have to be honoring of them. We have to be respectful of them and honoring. And I would say it helps to have this conversation before they start to kind of unravel with their mental capacity. Mom, Dad, what, what do you want us to do if this happens? Or, or, you know, what do you want us to do? How do you want us to approach this? and just have the conversation before because you have long-term health care now there's all kinds of things that are part of the equation right now and so these things have to be talked about and they have to be dealt with because our, our parents should be honored and they must be honored uh, but we have to do it in a way that's respectful and we also have to do it in a way that uh, with, is, serves in their best interest exactly. so exactly. Th those are those are tough decisions but there's times when you do have to take over your parents' budget and you have to do so in a, in a way that uh, really, and they might be kicking and screaming about it. Uh, they may, you they know. usually are. Uh, yeah, they may kick and scream because uh, sometimes, uh, I know with my mom and Kate's mom, uh, they said they could still do it, but they really couldn't. Mm -hmm. And so that's a very difficult situation, but it requires some pre-conversation and then it requires you actively moving in and really helping them 
to make uh, decisions. Maybe they move in with you. Maybe yeah. there's some other options in that scenario mm -hmm. where you can really help them to cut costs and, and really help them uh, with their day-to-day -day living. So, so we highly recommend the debt snowball because that will get you out of the the debt that you're in and in, in a not so painful way. You just have to, you know, change your behavior and do the, the, the snowball eff, uh, effect and you'll see, your, you'll see your budget changing. You'll see your money becoming more accessible. Get on you. a budget. Exactly. We, we encourage a budget. It's going to just lift you up. It's going to lift up your, your marriage because you're starting to feel that freedom of being debt free. Okay, so until next time, we want your marriage to be absolutely sensational. sensational.